Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Hope everyone's having a really great week. My week's a little crazy. We gave our kids the gift of a vacation for Christmas. And so I'm running around like crazy trying to get ready for that because we leave in a couple of days. So uh, (laughs) I don't know why. I always wait till the last minute. So I haven't started packing, but I'm getting everything else done that I need to do before we can leave all of my work stuff for my blog and Instagram and getting the house ready and making sure the kids have everything they need, all that stuff. And then I'll start packing eventually. We're leaving Thursday, Wednesday. I'm trying to have everything packed Wednesday, but I'm sure a lot of it will spill over into Thursday. But we don't leave till 11, so it's fine, right? It's totally fine. So that's what I'm working on this week, getting everything ready for our vacation. Um, You can follow along on Instagram if you're interested in seeing highlights from our vacation. I'm not going to be posting a ton of things since it's not a Disney vacation, but I will be posting some things here and there. There's not really any noteworthy Disneyland news happening right now, but this week tickets do go on sale for Star Wars Night and Villains Night. So those are the Disneyland After Dark events. The tickets go on sale on January 11th, and I don't know if they'll sell out or not. The Merriest Night sold out. Oogie Boogie Bash always sells out. Uh, Tickets went on sale for Disneyland After Dark Sweethearts Night on December 9th, and you can still buy tickets. They have not sold out, so I don't know if they'll sell out or not. I can't can't be sure. My guess is maybe not as quickly as um, some of the other nights have sold out, but I, I guess it depends. I know people are probably super excited about the Star Wars Night, and maybe the Villains Night too, so... We'll just have to wait and see. I won't be purchasing tickets to either of those events. They just don't get me very excited. But I know lots of people who are going to be trying to get tickets. And so if that's the case and you're trying to get tickets for that event, good luck. I know you can do it. Hopefully it's not too crazy and stressful. This week I thought it would be fun to talk about one of my favorite attractions inside Disneyland. I know I say that every attraction is my favorite. I get a lot of comments about that, how I'm always saying everything's my favorite, but it really is. It really is. But anyway, this one really is one of my favorites. I just love them all so much. But today I thought it would be fun to talk about the history behind Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. This ride has so much that went into it and building it and so much history and it's gone through quite a few changes over the years. So I thought it would be fun to dive in and talk all about that. So that's what we'll be doing today. I'm really excited. I've got lots of fun information to share with you and I think you're going to enjoy it. Master, it be too late to alter course, mateys. And there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove, waiting to board. Sit closer together and keep your ruddy hands inboard. That be the best way to repel boarders. And mark well me words, mateys. Dead men tell no tales. 
Pirates of the Caribbean opened at Disneyland on March 18th in 1967. It is one of the most popular rides in the entire park. Always has been, always will be. It was originally planned as a wax museum walkthrough attraction. Um, so the idea was that you would walk through this pirates-themed wax museum to check out all the different pirates and scenes, things like that. So that was the original plan, but people in power, the powers that be, I guess, the Disney powers that be, thought that it would make it really hard for Disney to control the flow. So they worried that there would be long waits and that people would linger inside for a lot of time and it would really throw things off. So they weren't quite sure what to do about that problem. But when animatronics became popular in 1964 and It's a Small World and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln were a huge hit at the World Fair, the museum idea was scrapped and the idea for the ride that we know and love with the pirate animatronics was born. It cost $8 million to build the ride back in the 1960s, which today would be around $66, $67 million. Oh, yikes. That's a lot of dollars. The $8 million to build the Pirates attraction was the majority of the cost to build all of New Orleans Square. So the total cost to build the entirety of New Orleans Square was $15 million dollars. The $8 million of that went to the Pirates of the Caribbean. And interestingly enough, $15 million was the same cost as the Louisiana Purchase, which I thought was interesting. Of course, that $15 million is not in today's current situation, today's money. I don't know how you want to say that. Today, what I'm trying to say is, today the $15 million would be $125 million, give or take a few hundred thousand dollars. So lots of lots of millions of dollars went in to building New Orleans Square and the majority of it was pirates. I think it was money well spent. Walt Disney himself supervised the creation of this ride and I found a story that talked about how before the boats were ready and the whole thing was filled with water then Imagineers reared up a chair to a dolly and they would push it through the attraction while Walt Disney rode on this chair and they would try to push it at the same speed as the boats would go so that he could get an idea of how everything was going to look and how it was all coming together while they were still working on it. Now sadly this was the last Disneyland attraction that Walt Disney would oversee. It opened three months after his death so unfortunately he never got to see the entire thing completed. When the ride opened in March of 1967, opening day must have been amazing. There wasn't the standard like ribbon cutting ceremony in front of the ride. They decided to go big. So Walt Disney had Disney performer Wally Bogue, who was this famous Disney performer. He's in lots of different things. You'll have to Google him. He had him hijack the press night, dressed as a pirate, obviously, that was happening on the sailing ship Columbia. So there was this huge press event happening on the sailing ship Columbia, and Wally hijacked the press night, and he took the ship towards the new attraction. And when they got there, then Wally and his rowdy pirate crew busted through a fake front door of the ride to open the attraction, which I think is way better than a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Actress Dorothy L'Amour smashed a bottle of water from the Mississippi River over an anchor 
That is rumored to have belonged to the real Jean Lafayette. So it was obviously a pretty exciting opening day for the attraction. Pirates is slightly more PG than some of the other Disney attractions, I'm sure you've noticed. The man in charge of the script is actually Ex Atencio. He's a famous Disney Imagineer. Walt gave him the task of writing the dialogue for the ride, even though he'd never written a script before. Atencio said, I wondered if Walt was talking to the right guy. I'd never scripted anything before, but Walt said, I know you can do this, and that's how I became a writer. So Atencio wrote the script, the dialogue for it, but he was nervous because he was concerned that there would be too much going on during the ride for people to really get the full effect of the entire dialogue. So there's a lot going on if you've been on the ride. There's different people talking on both sides of the attraction, and so sometimes it's hard to catch everything that's happening, and he was worried about this. So one of the times they were pulling Walt through on the chair, he was there to listen to the dialogue and see what he thought of it all, and everyone was a little nervous. But when Walt got off the attraction. He said that he loved it. He said he felt like he was at a cocktail party where he was catching snippets of different conversation here and there, but never really getting the full conversation, which he thought was perfect for the attraction. He said this gave people the opportunity to write it many times and hear different things each time. So it worked out really well. I think it works really well for the attraction, but it worked out well for Atencio too, because Walt loved his dialogue. Now, Disney always does their best to create very realistic special effects, and they did an amazing job on Pirates. Maybe too good of a job, actually. So Disney created fake fire for the attraction, but I guess they were a little ahead of their time with the special effects because the fire looked so real that the Anaheim fire chief was concerned. He thought that people might not be able to tell the difference between the fake fire and a real fire if there happened to be a fire on the attraction. And he asked Disney to install an automatic shutoff system for the fake fire just in case there was ever a real fire. You may have noticed when you've been in the queue for Pirates of the Caribbean that there's an apartment above the attraction. It's 3,000 square feet and was supposed to be an apartment for Walt and his brother Roy to use for relaxing or entertaining. Now, next time you're in line for pirates, I want you to look for their initials because they are in the wrought iron fence on the balcony above this, above the attraction, but for the suite. So there's a WD and an RD for Walt Disney and Roy Disney. So you can see them from the queue. Now, Walt died before this apartment was finished and Roy decided to use it for entertaining VIPs. And then at one point it was turned into an art gallery. But now it's been transformed into the dream suite where guests are occasionally invited to stay. Now, if you're invited to stay at the dream suite, you're either a very, very important person, a celebrity, or you've won some kind of amazing contest and you are the luckiest person on earth because it does not happen very often that guests stay in the dream suite, although it would be amazing. So go online, Google Disneyland dream suite. You can see pictures of the whole thing. It's pretty amazing. So bucket list item for sure, although it's one of those bucket list items that will probably never happen for me. But maybe if you're super lucky and can win some type of contest, it could happen for you. 
This attraction has been through quite a few changes over the years. Some have made people really happy. Some have made people really upset. We're going to talk about all the changes that have come and gone since it opened back in 1967 until now in a few minutes. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about that. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix and Some Magic. Are you heading to Disneyland in 2022? I hope that you said yes to that question. If you are, I've got all of the information you need on my website for the perfect Disneyland trip. I've got information about when to visit, crowd calendars, weather, events, all the things that happen throughout the year at Disneyland so that you can decide when is the best time to visit for your family. I also have a link to discounted Disney park tickets. I get these through my friends at Getaway Today and they're always discounted off the gate price and you can get them too. They are amazing over at Getaway Today. Customer service is top notch. They even have layaway plans. So say you wanted to visit Disneyland for the holidays in November or December, you could book your trip now, which is actually a good idea because Disneyland will likely raise prices between now and the end of this year. That's what they do. But you could book your trip now, lock in the lower prices and make payments on your vacation. And then when it's time, you're ready to go. And it's such a great thing that Getaway Today offers. They also have amazing deals on hotels. I've toured many of the hotels that they offer and they are all so great. So check them out. I'll put a link in my show notes. I'll also put a link to my website so you can see different times to visit, when would be perfect for you, and I also have tons of tips and tricks, all kinds of things, all on my website that I think will be super helpful for you. Also, if you have any questions, I am here to help, so please send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook or send me an email. You can find my email address on my website. Let me help you. I'm here to help. I also have custom Disneyland itineraries. If you want something very custom, a custom touring plan just for you and your family that I can create for you, I even have free itineraries that I update every single month if you want to go that route. There's information on Genie Plus, all kinds of stuff. All you have to do, pop on over to my website, find it all. I'll put a link in my show notes. Welcome back. Let's talk about the changes that the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction has been through 
over the years. So things went pretty smoothly between 1967 until the 1990s. The 1990s was when guests began to be bothered by the attraction's display of lewd behavior towards the village women. So if you don't remember, things have changed now, but back back in the day, then they had pirates chasing women throughout the town. Um, there was one scene in particular where there was a naked woman hiding, terrified, in a barrel while a pirate was holding her petticoat and talking about how he was searching for her. So I remember this scene as a child and remember being confused about what was happening and wondering why she was so scared in that barrel and feeling bad for her because I was getting the gist of it over the years that he was looking for her. And then as I got older into being a teenager, preteen, then I found myself hating that scene and being annoyed by it every time we went by and wondering why it was there in this family attraction, this family park. So I went through and I found the dialogue that this pirate is saying as he's sitting in front of this barrel where the terrified woman is hiding. He has no idea that she's there. So she's hiding. He's been looking for her. And this is his dialogue that you would hear as you floated by him in your boat. Ah, shiver me soul. It's dead where out I be. A mite too fast these light-footed wenches be for the likes of an old swell-bellied pirate such as I. Now where be that fascinating little old treasure, eh? Heave to, mateys. Say, have you set your eyes on the bewitched maiden in your travels? Oh, she be a lively lassie she were. Oh, I tell you true. It's all right to hoist me colors on the likes of that shy little wench. Favor, keep a weathered eye open, mateys. I be willing to share, I be. So, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that that was changed. Now, as an adult, when I read his dialogue, I'm like, my goodness, really? That's what we were listening to? That's what we were showing our children? Anyway, I don't love it. I didn't love that part. Never did. Still don't. So that was the first thing that was changed. And actually that barrel scene now has, it has the same older pirate sitting in front of the barrel. And now on the attraction, Captain Jack Sparrow is peeking out of the barrel and he's, the man is holding a map instead of a pink petticoat. So that was changed. But they were changed. The first things that were changed was that scene with the barrel. And then there were pirates that were chasing women around and around. They were, I'm sure you've seen them if you've been on the attraction. So instead of chasing the women around, now some of the women are holding plates of food. So the idea is that the pirates are chasing after the food. They're lusting after this food instead of the women. And the women are trying to keep the food away from them. Or in a couple of the scenes, then the men and the women have switched places. So the women are chasing the pirates, maybe with a broom or something to scare them off. Now, there were some people who were upset with this change. Um, they said that it was historically accurate what was being depicted originally, which is true, but it didn't seem appropriate for a family theme park. So the changes were made, the pirates were changed, the woman hiding in a barrel was replaced by a cat in 1997. So for a while, there was a cat there instead of the woman before Jack Sparrow took its place. The next big renovation took place in 2006 after the release of the Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. 
Now, this film was extremely successful. It had Johnny Depp in it as Captain Jack Sparrow. They've gone on to make, I think, five sequels. I think. I'm not 100% sure. At least four. And so the attraction was updated based on the popularity of the film. Disney added memorable characters like Jack Sparrow, Davy Jones, Captain Barbosa, and they remodeled the ride, adding those characters, and they timed it carefully to line up with the release of the second movie. So the second movie was all hyped up. That's when they released adding these characters onto the attraction, and it was a pretty big deal. Now, fast forward to April of 2017, they were, Disney was getting ready to release Pirates of the Caribbean, a new film called Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, and Johnny Depp actually went to Disneyland to surprise fans. So he dressed up in his Captain Jack Sparrow costume and he went on to the ride. There's videos of this. You will have to Google them and see them. They're pretty amazing. So guests were just floating through this attraction. Nobody knew this was going to happen. And all of a sudden, Captain Jack Sparrow, the real Johnny Depp Captain Jack Sparrow, is there in the attraction waving his sword and talking to guests on the ride. And it was pretty amazing. Everybody was blown away. And then after that, he actually went onto the balcony above the dream suite and was talking to guests in the queue as well. So everybody went crazy. I was actually there at Disneyland that day when this was happening, but I didn't know it was happening. It wasn't publicized. It was all just a total surprise. And I had no idea that it was happening. So I was there with a couple of friends. We were visiting and we were waiting for the parade over by It's a Small World. We showed up for the parade and there was nobody there. Nobody. Like maybe a few people. But the parade was starting in about five minutes. We were just expecting to jump in and find a spot anywhere because, you know, the parades are always super crowded. But there was hardly anybody there. We found a bench five minutes before the parade started, which is unheard of. And I could not believe our luck. I couldn't figure out what was going on? Was it just super low crowd day? Where were all these people? I don't know, but I was so thrilled that we got a bench. I thought that was like the very best thing that could happen to us on that day. So we watched the parade from our bench. It was amazing. As the parade's ending, I'm looking at my phone on social media and I see the reason that there was nobody at the parade. It was because Johnny Depp is over on Pirates of the Caribbean talking to guests and interacting with them and here I am sitting over on a bench at the parade. So by the time I figured out what was happening, it was all over and done with and I was a little disappointed that it worked out the way it did. I wish so badly that I had been one of those people who randomly was on the ride when he showed up and was walking around on the attraction talking to guests because what would that have been like? I have no idea amazing for sure. So I was close. I was really, really close, but it doesn't make any difference because I was too far away and that bothered me for a long time. Now I'm okay with it, but oh, it could have been amazing, but it wasn't. But that is kind of the only claim to fame I have that I was in Disneyland when Johnny Depp was in Disneyland. Didn't see him. Nope. Didn't even see the crowds who were waiting to see him, but I was there. And now Captain Jack Sparrow has kind of cemented his spot in Disneyland. 
He's, you can find him on the attraction. You can find him wandering around the park. You can talk to him, take pictures with him. He's even has a place in Fantasmic, the show. If you go over to Tom Sawyer's Island, they have um, the dead man's chest over there and a bunch of pirate things. Some of the characters from the movie, animatronic characters, you can find them over there as well inside the cave. I don't want to spoil it, but there's some little surprises where they're talking and pop up. You'll love it. If you haven't seen it, go over there and check it out. So Captain Jack Sparrow is officially part of Pirates of the Caribbean and probably always will be. The very most recent change to Pirates of the Caribbean happened on June 8th, 2018, where the bride auction scene was changed. It used to be, um, originally it showed women lined up for auction under a banner that said, auction, take a wench for a bride. And then the auctioneer was selling off these women to the highest pirate bidder. So here's a couple of quotes from the auctioneer. Way anchor now, you swabbies. What be I offered for this winsome wench? Stout-hearted and corn-fed she be. And another pirate yells, Hey, are you willing to sell her by the pound? Shift your cargo, dearie. Show him your larbor side. And now, you bilge rats, do I hear six? Who makes it six? Six it be, six bottles of rum. I'm not sponging for rum. It be gold I'm after. In this scene, there was also a beautiful redhead, and she's in line to be auctioned off. She is waving, maybe not waving, I think she was just smiling and winking at the pirates, and then all the other women who are tied up and in line to be sold are crying, hiding their faces in handkerchiefs, and you can hear the pirates all chanting, we wants the redhead. So... That was the scene, and Disney decided it was time to make a change, but the redhead was extremely popular. Everyone remembered her most from the auction scene, and due to her popularity, she remained in the scene and was actually made the star of the new scene. So now in the new scene, instead of being a sex traffic victim, she is Disney's first female pirate named Red. She still has her red hair. She's got a bottle of rum in one hand and two pistols tucked into her skirt belt. And now she is heckling the auctioneer as he tries to sell hardy hens, everyone, an egg layer. And she yells, hey, send the hens to Davy Jones. It's the rum they want. And they're not just selling hens. There's um, townspeople who are in line to have their goods auctioned off. They have, like, one man has a chandelier, and there's a grandfather clock, and this marble bust that looks suspiciously like it came from the haunted mansion. So all kinds of things are being auctioned off. And this is the major change that's taken place just a few years ago. So there was lots of mixed reactions to this change. Some people were very disappointed. Other people thought it was absolutely ridiculous that Disney was changing a piece of this history. Some people were really happy about it. Lots of mixed feelings, emotions. People were walking around Disneyland wearing shirts that say, We wants the redhead. <laughs> I'm like protesting Disney's change. So there were lots of people who had different opinions. Um, here's one quote from a Disney fan site. They said, I'm not saying that human trafficking is okay, but the ride is about pirates. It's been like this since 1967. There's no reason to change it. 
And of course, there were just as many people who had the opposite opinion. Um, if you're interested, you can go online and read all about it. I had mixed feelings. I was glad that they were changing it because it always bothered me a little bit. But then at the same time, it is a part of Disney history and I was kind of bummed because I grew up having the ride that way. So I don't know. I was like not sure how I felt about it. I was kind of on both sides, if you can be on both sides. Like I wanted the change, but then I had, you know, I was nostalgic for the old way. But as soon as I saw the new one, I was happy that they had changed it. Just like all the other changes Disney makes, there's a lot of pushback from it, but then it usually ends up being a good thing. New story... I was actually at Disneyland on the day that they debuted Red as the Pirate. Again, I was at Disneyland, but this time I was able to ride it on that very first day, which was so fun. They had Red walking around Disneyland taking pictures, which was really fun. It was fun to have like a female pirate and have um, a female character out there taking pictures with everybody who was more powerful I guess so she's not like Cinderella who I love not that there's anything wrong with Cinderella but to have read the pirate out there out taking pictures I thought it was really fun to have a female pirate now as part of the ride so the ride line was super long that day seriously so crowded um I think it was over a like at least an hour maybe more and we kept wanting to ride it I was there with my whole family. We had 22 people there. But then at the same time, like, can you imagine waiting in line for a couple of hours with little kids? And it was blazing hot. It was June. So hot. So we kept putting it off and trying to decide what we should do. And then all of a sudden, my sister sent me a text. The ride had been down for a few hours. I'm not sure why, but it had been down. And she said, the ride opened up right when I was walking by. I'm in line. Come and find me. So we ran over there, jumped in line, ended up only waiting about probably 20 minutes and got to see the ride with Red on opening day, which was really fun. They gave everybody in line, at least when we were there, this little playing card with Red the Pirate on it. So that was kind of fun. So it's a new era at Disneyland. I think the change was probably for the better overall. If you're sad about it, you can still go back on YouTube and watch the old version. And Walt Disney did say that Disneyland would never be complete. He said that we keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. So I think that we can continue to expect changes happening to different attractions. We know that there will be a whole retheming of Splash Mountain coming up soon. We don't know when that's taking place. It's closing down in January and reopening. We don't know when, but that's just for refurbishments. It's not for the whole retheming that will be happening at some point. We still don't have a date for that. It's being rethemed into a Princess and the Frog attraction. So that will probably have there. I mean, there already have been lots of people upset about it. Lots of people excited about it. I think it's okay to feel both. It's okay to feel sad and nostalgic for the things that are changing. It's okay to feel excited for the new changes too. And every time Disney has made a big change, then I've always been very impressed and happy with it overall. So I think it will continue to be that way in the future. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about the history of the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction at Disneyland. I also have um, a series that I started last year. I only did one episode with it called Once Upon a Time where I talk about the storytelling and theming of a ride. I did a Little Mermaid last year 
um, one episode and I have a lot more of those coming this year because they were really fun. So I have one planned on Pirates of the Caribbean where we're going to go through the ride scene by scene and talk about things that history behind those scenes and different things that you can look for and different interesting facts and things like that all throughout the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So I have that coming soon. So watch for that. It will be happening. I don't know when, but soon. All right. I have got to go get ready for my vacation. I've got packing to do and all of the other things. Time flies. Goodness. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. You guys are the best. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.